Alright, we want to welcome you back to this week's episode. This is episode 6 here on Stern's Tech Talk, and my name is JD, and I've got Miguel here. What's up? And um, we uh, had quite a bit of an um, unpacked event, not to uh, copyright that title, but uh, last week with our episode of going over Samsung's um, announced items and products, so... Um, now we are kind of in the middle stage between last week's event and the upcoming fall event for Apple. So, um, there is, uh, some official news here and this one is just a deal. Currently the Google Pixel 6a is on sale on Amazon. So if you go to the Google store on Amazon, it's, uh, for sale for $399. Um, and that's for any color. It doesn't have to be, you know, you know, it's a specific crappy color that you don't want. It's any color is $399. Um, and I think if you try to go for the um, case packs, so you buy the phone and the case, uh, I think some of those are on discount as well. So um, just a little bit of way to save money for you guys out there. And um, moving along, um, we had some interesting news released today from Evan Blass concerning the iPhone 14 mini. Um, kind of caught me off by surprise because um, the way that I think of things is if you're going to announce that Apple is going to continue making a mini or any specific product, um, I feel like you need more proof than just hearsay. And um, part of this came with the fact that a lot of the case makers out there had already released, um, you know, um, AutoCAD drawings and renders of the models, and um, none of which included the mini line. So, um, all that being said, if you did hear of that uh, release, uh, Evan did retract that announcement, so it is no longer, you know, an official rumor. Um, you know, he came back on it and just said, no, we're, that's, they're actually just going to continue to announce the um, 14 Plus or 14 Max, and the Mini is still out. So um, just a little correction there in case that came out. And then the Apple Fall event, uh, which I know you're excited about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, but it's coming right here around the, around the corner. Um, we were talking about the fact that it could come on the 13th. Uh, that's a Tuesday on September. Uh, there's a lot of rumors that it could be on the 6th or the 7th. Um, the only thing that seems a little odd towards that, I mean, not that we're saying it's not possible, is the fact that Labor Day, that's Labor Day weekend. And it just seems kind of odd yeah. that Apple would try to have an event on the 6th or 7th. But if it does happen, it's... We're just throwing it out there that that is a possibility, evidently, that a lot of people are, a lot of analysts are saying that um, it could come early this year. So um, I would personally, not only just because of Labor Day weekend, but I'd also be surprised because of just supply and everything like that. And the fact that it seems like a lot of stuff is being delayed, um, that an event would actually happen earlier than was you know typically anticipated. So... Um, but in either case, that's that's the uh, the big event that we are definitely waiting for um, with the next gen iPhones. Um, yeah, it's more of just stepping stone features that are going to be introduced. Nothing major with the uh, 14 coming through. So, um, and then we do have the rumored event that could come sometime in October. Um, we're not exactly sure when that would be. It could probably be later October, just to kind of space out the two events. But um, it's kind of what we're looking at. So. 
Um, and then we have another announcement from Mark Gurman who says that iOS 16 is pretty much ready. Uh, there's no more feature additions or anything like that. Um, now they're going to hone in and take care of the you know bugs, security fixes, battery life, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, which that's kind of what I felt. I felt like a lot of this stuff we hadn't seen any major you know feature additions since I don't know probably I don't know I kind of feel like it was like beta four or five. Um, was the last time I saw anything like really impressive take place. So, um, pretty much. And we're on we're on beta six right now. So. Yep. Uh, um, I've actually so after a week of using beta six, uh, I believe I have actually had a little bit of improved battery life. Uh, I haven't noticed my battery okay. go down as quick, so that's a plus. I also did notice, and I don't know if anyone has actually mentioned this, but if you're on YouTube and uh you're uh if you well this would be i think if you have uh youtube premium but if you uh press your uh, sleep button um press it on again obviously your normal um little window of your song that you're playing will be shown there along with that little wave that we talked about last week that goes along with your music if you actually click on the sort of the i guess you could say the uh thumbnail of video it expands bigger like you would have on apple music or whatever and then you can click it again and it goes small again um nothing major like crazy cool right there but it is just a small feature i noticed while i was at work today and i don't think anyone has mentioned it and i've never i haven't heard of it but um I thought that was pretty interesting. Yep. So yeah, no, I thought you were. I thought you were going to talk about well, actually, two features um, that I've seen kind of come out in the news lately. One is the picture-in-picture um, picture has returned to YouTube. Uh, they kind of took that out for the past couple months, and now they finally put it back in. And this is no longer for um, premium users. You can actually have, if you're in the U.S., um, you can actually have picture-in-picture in, picture in YouTube with an iPhone. Oh, so, good. Um, it's, I, I think it's still slowly rolling out. I know I've definitely finally got it. Um, so for those who are curious, when you're on your home page, um, you click on the top right on your account profile picture, then you scroll down, you tap on settings, and then you click on general. And then there'll see, let's see, two, four, it's be the fifth option down, it'll say picture in picture. Um, it'll be right between restricted mode and skip forward and back. So that's where it should populate. Um, if you're not seeing it, it just means it hasn't rolled out to yours, your device yet. So, And then another feature that they have is when you're still in the settings, um, you would go down to try new features. So you have purchase and memberships, general, autoplay, and then try new features. So click on try new features. Now this one is for premium users. Um, and it's about to go out here pretty soon. It's going to expire on September 1st. But you can... Um, try out this feature to pitch pinch to zoom and it just allows you to zoom into the actual video further instead of just you know double tapping and making it you know a wider screen or whatever you can actually zoom into any part of the video which is pretty cool so um but again that's for that's for premium users only so if if you're not a premium user you're not going to see that try new features um option so um but yeah as far as the actual ios itself um I haven't really noticed like a major change in battery life. Um, actually, I had to recently switch just because um, I was on a, I was on vacation, so I actually actually went back to my 13 Pro, um, and that actually moves us on to the next announcement, which is Apple has kind of been in the stress zone again lately. Um, a lot of analysts and um, a lot of web sources out there have been kind of just you know putting them under the fire because they're urging people to update to 15.6.1. 
Um, and so much of this is due to the security flaw that somebody can tap into your device and you know take control of it. Um, I feel like we've kind of had this happen time and time again. I think the last one that took place was 14.8 or something like that. So it doesn't really surprise me that this happens from time to time. Um, you know, people always say, oh my gosh, I can't believe they're doing this again. This is why I go to Android. Well, Android is not exactly any better than that. I mean, I feel like it's rare that they ever even, you know, address issues like that. So, um, plus the fact that Android is open source. So, but on that note, I did update to 15.6.1 and, um, one, one of the issues, and this is, I talked to Miguel about this, um, that I'm experiencing is my phone was just constantly getting hot. It didn't matter what I was doing. If I was watching a movie on Plex or if I was doing something on YouTube, it didn't matter. Uh, even I feel like there were times when I was just, you know, on, on the web, on a web page reading an article or something like that. My phone would heat up like crazy. And it wasn't just one of those, oh, it's getting warm. It was like hot to the touch. So, um, and it was really driving me crazy because I was like, okay, I'm to the point where I'm about to reset my phone because I can't take it anymore. Because one, it's not so much the heat. Um, I can kind of deal with the heat. It's the fact that I know that that heat is damaging the battery. Yeah. I don't like, you know, having my phone get hot and, and then that affects, affects the battery health. Absolutely. Which I'm not one of those percentage freaks. You know, I, I do kind of look at my battery health every once in a while, but it's not like I'm constantly getting worried about it. But I do pay attention to the heat though. So... And uh, once I finally updated to 6.1, it's uh, that issue kind of resolved itself. I was surprised. I didn't really huh. expect that to be the case just because it wasn't even announced. It, I guess maybe it was related to that feature or that security flaw and um, they fixed it. So now we've kind of gotten to the point where um, my phone's running fine. I hadn't really seen this come out from anywhere else. Hadn't had anybody um, or any seen kind of comments or seen any other analysts out there that kind of mentioned this problem. So it was a little bit surprising. Um, I don't even think you've had any issues with heating up on your phone. Of course, you're on 16, but... Um, no, not really. Uh, I'm Obviously, if I'm on like YouTube for a long period of time, like I was just sick the past couple of days, so I was watching YouTube for hours straight or just listening to it, my screen being on, then yeah, uh, battery will heat up a little bit, but that's normal. Um, or if I'm on a, a game that requires a lot of uh, uh, CPU then yeah, that will uh, affect it very much. Oh yeah. Um, but just it just in terms of normal usage, no, not really. I haven't had any problems with that. So that's good. Yeah, yeah. For the um, for the actual release notes on that, it's it, it affects both the kernel and the WebKit, and it just says that an application may be able to execute an arbitrary code with the kernel privileges, and it, you know Apple is aware of the report and this issue, and it may have been actively exploited. So. Um, they're just saying that they you know that's possible. It doesn't mean that anybody has actually confirmed taking tr- control of an iPhone. It just means that you know the vulnerability is there. It's been addressed and update to fifteen point six point one. So, um, with that being said, um, there was one thing that I did want to notate is for those of you who do have um, an Apple Watch, um, they did have along with fifteen point six point one. They did have Watch OS. But that is only for the Series 3 watch. So if you have anything newer than that, uh, you're not going to see that update. So don't be worried about looking for it. It's just uh, one particular update um, addressing something with the the Series 3, which is, I don't even think it has anything to do with the security flaw. I think it's something completely separate, if I'm not mistaken. So um, that's just a little side note there for the, uh, the dot version updates. So. 
with that being said, um, you wanted to introduce this week's uh, off-brand um, product. And um, just as a clarification, we are not actually being sponsored by any of these product brands. No. Um, nor do we actually technically endorse them. We're just announcing and kind of giving the off-brand um, companies out there a little bit of a voice. And um, it's definitely worth noting that some of these aren't even, you know, um, Better Business Bureau accredited or anything like that. Um, you know, they're just trying to make their way, get things going, um, which also is kind of interesting because I was looking at it earlier and Apple isn't even a Better Business Bureau accredited company either. So, but uh, Miguel, go ahead and take it away. Uh, yeah. So today's uh, off-brand product is uh, by Status. Um, and they, they actually make headphones and, uh, they also make earbuds specifically. I was looking at the earbuds. Um, I'll leave a link down in the description, um, to them, but they, they look <laughs> very interesting, different from a lot of headphones you see normally nowadays headphones you see are sleek, round, uh, curved, kind of like my personal favorites right now are either the, uh, Galaxy, twos or the um the pixel buds those have a beautiful round um curvature to them uh but these ones they're actually rectangular they're curved on the edges but they i was telling um uh jd this earlier they kind of look like one of those uh rectangular gum mints that you can get at the your local store whatever um pretty cool uh you can actually look at some different uh, information about them but i'll just go ahead and share the uh the basic story here Status Audio was founded by James Bertuzzi, who personally oversees product development and manufacturing. He leads a passionate team of designers, engineers, musicians, and audiophiles committed to offering premium sound and good design to a wider audience. I've seen their reviews. I actually saw this project on Facebook, and I saw the comments. They were actually really good feedback. People seem to like these um, earbuds, including on the website. They've made a lot of good um comments on them people have actually said that these sound better than airpods which is quite interesting um so yeah Considering the price. Uh, well yeah for sure uh they're actually about the same as the uh, i think the airpods third gen they're they're 199 so i don't know i think the third gen's uh well you got the there's the between pro is currently running for 149 and then you've also got the flagship ANC headphones, which is 159 So I'm actually kind of surprised by this. Yeah, and the headphones look pretty cool too. They uh, look pretty similar, I would say, close to the Sony uh, XM series. Uh, just As far as design, yeah. I don't know about we, we, we obviously haven't had no, the I don't, or checked any of the creeps. Especially the, considering yeah. that the price is like 159 it was originally 199 so probably not right. that good in quality but again we could always try them out in the future and see what they sound like um but the the earbuds are the ones that caught my eye just because they're out of the ordinary and that's what i'm all about something that people just normally don't use as a design so uh pretty cool uh, I think so. That's status for you. Yeah, they have a they have a couple. Yeah, the ones that you were talking about between pros, and then they also have a between micro, which are kind of like a smaller. They kind of do have a pixel buds type of look to them. Yes, those similar. do. Yeah. Um, and then I do like the little LED lights that they have, uh, both on the buds and the actual charging case too. So, um, yeah, overall it looks like a decent product. Um, obviously you have to you know look at the price and realize that 
there's probably going to be some sacrifice, but hey, if you don't want to pay $300, $400 for a pair of Sonys or, well, $500 for AirPods Max, then hey, <laughs> give uh, another product a try and see yeah. how that goes for you guys. So always do your research, of course. Um, again, this is not like, you know, endorsed or anything like that. We're just kind of giving other companies a chance to uh, kind of get in some spotlight podcasts here. So um, yeah, definitely an interesting company something worth checking out. Um, and then the last thing we did want to touch base on is um, Windows 11 and that on June 24th of last year and then it became available um, in October of uh, that same year. So it's been out for a while and um, we kind of really, we kind of talk, talked about it, you know, just Miguel and I, um, but as far as on the show, we really haven't given our, you know, thoughts and perspectives on it. We both um, have had uh, very different experiences with this product. I'll just say that. Almost polar opposite, <laughs> I would say, because Miguel has, it seems like the tech gods have pretty much cast a spell <laughs> on his, any computer he has running Windows 11, it seems like. I mean, and then for me, I've had pretty much zero problems with it. Um, there's been a couple of times where I've been like, uh, do I want to go back to Windows 10? And I just kind of go with it. I think part of the reason is is that uh, Miguel was um, part of the Insider program, and he was having a hard time trying to get out of that. So I think part of that is just due to more of the bugs that he was experiencing versus the actual public versions. So, um, but for me, I actually like the design. Obviously, it's a bit of a steal from you know Mac OS, just having everything you know centered on the bottom bar on the bottom bar. But um, I like it. It has a sleek, almost semi-refined look to it. Um, yeah. I, I know, Miguel, you're probably going to have a bit of a... <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you actually like... From what I understand, you kind of like the design. Well, no, absolutely. I love the Windows 11 design. Again, like you said, very similar to uh, Mac OS. Uh, it's very smooth, very sleek. Um, it actually run, it ran pretty smoothly as well. It's just the workflow sucked. I, I'm going to be honest right here. Um, normally, when I'm editing music, um, I'm able to search through a file, open location, and find a song real quick if I'm doing mashups or whatnot. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, but with Windows 11, and I hope they've updated this, and I assume they have, but, you know, worst comes the worst. You know, they probably didn't. Uh, but what happens is, is in Windows 10, when you search up a file, you can open up the file location and drag the file to, let's say, I have a, a DAW that I use, a, a DAW software. I can drag it right from there. I can't do that with Windows 11, and it was horrible. I the That really just dragged down the experience for me because that's something that really increased my workflow to get stuff done faster, get more efficiency out of it. Again, great design, and I'm not knocking Windows 11 for it necessarily because maybe some people had a bit... I know you had a bit of experience with it, obviously, but... Uh, for me personally, just some of those things were just not really <laughs> going well for me. And after be having Windows 11 for so long, I, I came to the point where I told JD about it and said, listen, I got to restart my computer because I can't get this thing off it. So we finally just put it into a different drive that he had. And I finally reset everything, got back to Windows 10. And I am so happy. I really am. But uh, yeah, that's my experience from it. Yeah, I was I was testing out those features right now just as you were talking about them. So um, I did just search up a file that I knew I had on my desktop. 
and uh, you know went through the search engine um, and they do have that where you have an option for open open file location copy path it's all right there so they did add that feature later on um, okay good so um, yeah it's I, I think it's definitely you know gotten to the point where it's it's worth upgrading to in my opinion um, I actually have currently I have three computers that I'm using so I have my Mac mini um, running an M1 processor then I have my official work laptop which is not which I bought myself but uh, it's an MSI so that one gets a lot of hit for um, processing I do a lot of AutoCAD work on that so and I actually have it running Windows 11 so I was a little surprised um, that it, it did so well considering I was using it for work I was almost skeptical at first like should I want to do this um, but I had a separate hard drive that I downloaded the beta on, you know, back in June of 2021. And um, it seemed to be working okay. And then I just kind of got brave and was like, okay, well, let me put it on my main main drive. And, um, yeah, it just kept on going going really well. And then I've also got it on my other laptop. This is just a lower-grade HP laptop. And um, it works fine on there too. So um, if you are thinking about upgrading to it, I would probably at least try it out. Uh, you do have the rollback feature where if you don't like it, you could always go back and just say, okay, I'm just going to go back to Windows 10. I don't really feel like this is worth it. But, um, yeah, uh, we definitely like the look of it. Not a whole lot, I would say, has changed as far as the core of it. Uh, it's just more so the appearance and um, just kind of no noting the similarities between that and Mac OS. So, so yeah, with all that said, we hope you guys enjoyed uh, this episode. Uh, we're obviously really enjoying doing it, just discussing, uh, bringing out new uh, news that you guys may not have heard, new topics. Um, with all that said, uh, please go ahead, leave us a like, uh, leave a review as well. It really does help us. And we'll uh, catch you guys in the next episode. Peace out.